All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Game Plan. This is NFL Week 11, and we're going to break down the entire DraftKings FanDuel main slate for DFS and betting angles purposes. Let's do this thing. We're back with another game plan. This is where we help you navigate the entire main slate from a DFS and even betting angles perspective. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. The Geek from DFS Army. And I've got John Sensational Lesia over here representing the Sharp app. Where John gives his bet of the day every day. You look a lot better on the Sharp app than you do here. I don't know what the fuck is going on on that bet of the day. Yeah, well, we've got... Uh... I assume you're alluding to Jacelyn now, giving out the uh, free bet of the day. That's yeah, right. she's, she's way more popular than I am. Um, <clears throat> but, everyone um, loves everyone loves Jacelyn. Yeah, well, I realized the the key, and I'm starting to do that now. She she goes for lunch and gets uh, a smoothie, as opposed to you know a couple of Big Macs and fries. So I think that might be where I've gone off the rails. But yeah. I, I, am I looking any better, man? I've been off processed food for like two weeks you're you're looking a little better you're looking Thank felt you. yeah you got to get better. the green smoothies though i saw i did see yeah. jason um you know getting some green smoothie shit and I, then i felt all bad because i was eating fried chicken that day and then i started feeling like bad about myself personally so um yeah john tell us a little bit about the sharp app there's some uh, big things happening over there a lot of big things um yeah so i mean i've, I've told you guys before the at the sharp app we've got just from the basics, you could track all your bets in there. You could check the um, check the aggregator, so you get all of the sports books that are in your state. You can look which lines are the best, or what sports books are offering the best lines, which I think is just key. Um, having multiple sports books, if you're in a legal state, being able to uh, we call them outs, being able to have different outs where you can get different games. For example, we gave out the under last night on the on the college football game, the Buffalo game, heavily windy game. Uh, depending on when you when you got that, if you got it when we gave it out, <clears throat> you either won or pushed. If you waited to the end and you got only one book, you might have gotten that at a 59 and a half and ended on 60. So, you know, these things, are, it's the difference between winning, pushing and losing sometimes getting uh, having multiple outs. So you really want to check that out. Plus, we got a whole bunch of uh, content. We've got this guy Val's giving out uh, plays on uh, these parlays, these big money parlays, like lottery tickets, which I think suits dfs players really well because we're always looking for that you know five dollar entry can we win a thousand dollars sort of thing so we've got those and and uh anthony a lot of sharp guys over there so um yeah i would check it out the pro version we've got some free plays for you guys or pro plays for you guys um as well as <clears throat> the free play that uh, jason's giving out i think it's well worth it just to check out jason she's a lot of fun yeah and the free play of the day and all that good stuff um and the big props tool coming today the prop oh, yeah. finder, the greatest DFS and prop betting tool. Well, some people may see. know. Some people may know the prop finder. You know the DFS Army people. Yeah, we used to have it last year. I've been waiting and waiting to bring it back. This is what we used, and I've been designing, building, and it is finally hitting the app in the next update. So, guys, if you haven't gotten it yet, make sure you do that. Now, of course, as well, we are brought to you by Owners Box Weekly Fantasy Sports, um, our sponsor for this show. And I have to mention this about, and we talk about owner's box every week. Um, it's 
weekly fantasy sports. It's a slightly different format than DFS in the sense that like they're uh, outside of football, which essentially is very similar, except they use a super flex approach. But what I really love is their weekly fantasy product for NBA and and really across other sports that are weekly because it kind of works like a best ball where you could pick a player and you can use however many instances they play. Once they once they might have played twice, if you like the two scores, you can drop that player off so you don't have to pay for other games, apply that salary to something else. So if you can catch a bargain player at point guard and they put up two monster games, you don't have to keep paying them for the rest of the games they were projected to play that week. You can drop them and apply the salary to a different player. It's very strategic, but my favorite part is they keep giving free entries week after week. There has not been a week, John, where they have not given you a free $10 entry to their big NBA contest. What are you guys doing? It's free. Go play there. They give it to you for free. The $10 ticket, you use uh, promo code NBA10 every week. It's not It's not a code when you sign up. It's a code after you sign up to get you another free ticket. And they've been doing it week after week after week. That's what new sites do to get users. They lose money. I want you guys who are watching this take advantage. I don't know if the site's going to be the greatest. I don't know if it's going to last. Who cares? First of all, it's a great format to play. It's fun. But they're giving free entries every week as long as you sign up. So use the use the promo code. Uh, there's a link in the description to this video. And when you sign up, use promo code ARMY if you can. We appreciate that. Let them know that you heard it here. Maybe they'll keep sponsoring this podcast. That'd be great. But but more importantly, get the free entries every week. We love free shit around here. So with that being said, check out Owner's Box Weekly Fantasy Sports. Get the free play code NBA10. Every single week, they've been giving out a freebie. They just email you and get the email. You get another one and another one and another one and another one. It's crazy. Hey, you know what? Use this use this opportunity to clean up your phone. Like, get rid of the apps that you've never opened in the last six months and then download yeah. Owner's Box and download Sharp App. Sharp App as well, of course. If you Just for Jacelyn, it's worth it. Like, I literally wait for that video to see what oh, she's I, in I, Bentley every day. Like, this girl's <laughs> living large, dude. She's, yeah, like, she's, I just love the cars, it's like a Bentley, a Lamborghini. I'm like, what the fuck is she going to be driving in today? She texted me last night because we had the under in that in that game. And it, it was because of the wind. And the wind actually sent the game to overtime. We would have won. It was a 38-yard field goal that the kid couldn't even reach the uh, the goalpost because the wind was blowing so hard. She's like, do you believe that? I'm like, listen, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, as long as you got the push, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. All right, so let's get into this week's main slate of games. And the way this show works is we're going to concentrate on a core four um, games that we're really interested in for DFS purposes, and then we'll run through the rest in, in a more brief uh, manner. So this is the um, odds table over at DFS Army. And the first game we've picked out on the core four, and, and there's really like a core one this week. Like there's one that stands out above all others. I call it the precious. One game to rule all the others. The Precious. Do, do we, can I get a reaction or anything? I mean, I, my God. You, I, not, I you I, have I no know. idea what I'm talking about. I don't even know what you're talking about. So you I have, didn't realize that was a joke or anything. Yeah, he so. has, I just want you guys who are watching this to understand. John has no clue. When I just said that, he doesn't even, he's like, what? I don't know what you're saying. What I what I don't understand is you understand, you know, like pop culture of like the last 10 years, but anything from like 1990, you have no clue when I'm you were forgetful when you were supposed to be watching like nonsense. 
I forgot. And by the way, this is from year 2000. This is from like a while ago. I don't even know what it is. What is it? Oh my, I'm not, uh, you know what? Uh, here, here, I, I haven't said that. If you don't know, you don't deserve to know. I, You're you out. Know I'll sleep fine tonight. No, so you won't. I'm going to be looking like it up baby. right after this. Like One game to rule all the others. You know it, Tom Wacker. You know it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I figured this was like, I'm not a huge, you want to know something you got, you're going to go crazy. Now I talk about the older pop culture. I have not watched Star Wars since I was about five years old. I actually watched it the other night because I really don't know the story and I never watched any of the other ones. I watched the original. I actually watched it the other night. That's disgusting. And randomly, as you're saying that, uh, my go to bed movie from last night was the, um, the Empire Strikes Back and Strikes Back. And I've seen all the Star Wars movies a lot of times, but then I realized that I haven't watched like the Empire Strikes Back for whatever reason is a movie that I've only kind of like caught after it began. Like I, I, I saw it from the beginning in the movie theater back in whenever the hell that came out as an eight year old child or whenever it came out. But I didn't remember seeing the opening scene from it. Like I was watching it last night and I was like, wow, you know what? I don't remember this scene. It was really weird. I was like, holy shit. I actually found, because I usually jump from, I must jump from like Return of the Jedi. Like, ah, I'll go right to the end. I don't know. Well, I've watched I, the movies many times. I have not seen the opening scene. To I never saw, back in years. I never saw Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and then I watched it. I watched it this week. It's it's actually really good. Come on. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's dude, unbelievable. I never, I was never a big sci-fi guy. I don't even get that. I don't, I, you know what? The Wheel of Time starts tomorrow supposed to be epic can't wait amazon i've been waiting what? i don't know if i want to be able to watch it because i'm busy but i'm really excited that that this show exists on amazon it's part of some Prime. sort of a um some sort of a, a, a what do you call a franchise of movies or it's something an, it's an epic fantasy series that spans new uh 16 books it's original oh it's, it's based on books okay yeah it's based on the books i have not read those books so I don't know too much about it, but it is a Game of Thrones level epic um, fantasy series. We'll see how it plays out on screen. Anyway, you must have uh, been there. A, it is. Must see, been an amazing, you must have been an amazing Dungeons and Dragons player. I did not play Dungeons and Dragons, but I did enjoy video game versions of what that is. So, like, give me some Legend of Zelda. I, oh, Zelda! I loved Zelda, but. I didn't realize yeah, that. Those I were, never played Dungeons and Dragons. Like, you know, you know, anything like that is kind of like the same idea. Dragons and, you know, orcs and swordsmanship and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, never I never got know. into it, man. No, I never played Dungeons and Dragons. No. All right. Colts, Bills, first game of the core four. The Bills are at home. They're seven-point favorites. And the only reason, this is making the core four because it's a little slim. It's a 50-point total week. And, and, you know, for me, it's just always play the Bills. Always play Josh Allen. Always play the Bills. That's what you do in DFS. You always play Josh Allen and someone. Now, last week we had a, a breakout for Steph, Steffi Diggs. Finally. Finally, Steffi did it. So, um, I don't know if you uh, have a betting angle to pursue here. It's a pretty close game. And um, not really sure if I'm interested in, in betting on it. Uh, yeah, it's not a game I, I'm in love with uh, from a betting angle standpoint. Seven seems to be right. I mean, the, the Bills, all right, they, you know, they, they come back after that just abysmal performance against Jacksonville. Colts are starting to look better than they have. I mean, they let Jacksonville 
kind of get back in that game. Jasper certainly had a chance to win that uh, that game last week, but they uh, they hold serve there. So, yeah, I think seven's about right. Um, and like you said, from a fantasy standpoint, we have been able to take Buffalo in these large spread games, and this is not even as uh, big a spread as they've had uh, in previous weeks. So, um, and I think you were able to bring it back. Was the winner was the winner um, a, a, a an Allen stack last week? No, I didn't look at it. No stack. One of the ones I was playing. One of the ones I was playing might have been one of the higher stakes one. One with Allen and a and a, and uh, more coming back. It was Allen Diggs, obviously, and then more coming back. It might have been one of the higher stakes with a lot less people, but um. So it was it was viable, um, in that game even with the Jets taking the Jets on the other side. Yeah. No. So, really, Elijah had a good game. Someone had it. Yeah, it was in one of my one of the ones I played hmm. in. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was not what took ton, down. But... That was not what took down the. the, the yeah, movie. I didn't think for the milli it would. Yeah. I didn't look at the milli winner, but. Yeah, yeah I mean it's interesting. This game, um, you know, I I think you go right back to it. There's no there's no rhyme or reason. The the tough part about stacking Allen is there's just no rhyme or reason to if it's going to be Diggs or or the other two Beasley or or um, Emmanuel Sanders any given week. I think that's the harder part about it. Diggs is usually involved, but he he hadn't been getting you know, a ton of, let me just go to this game, but he hadn't been getting a ton of volume uh, of targets for the most part all season because they're spreading the football around. Then they had knocks back. And of course, the week where they get all their weapons back, it swings back over to Stefan Diggs, which, you know, again, was always eventually going to happen. But, you know, it was interesting to kind of see it play out. As far as you know, looking at at how things went last week again, forty six percent of the targets to Diggs it was just random. You could never predict such a thing. Just random. And all the targets went to Diggs. Look at this. And Matt Breida emerged. I don't know what the hell that was all about. So, um, came in, gets the touchdown, get a gets a couple targets. It was it was kind of weird for the offense of the Bills. And as far as the Colts go, I think you have a little bit more here. Let me let me do this to, so you can see a little better. But um, as far as the Colts go. You had a little bit more um, sort of clarity across the board. Once again, Michael Pittman, the clear-cut top um, pass-catching option. Um, you did have what I loved was Jonathan Taylor, an 84% snap count last week, which in all of the rushing work, they got rid of sort of the the third guy. Um, yeah, there it is. So Beasley was hurt. Yeah, Beasley kind of came out of that game. Got to be careful with Beasley. He's older, and he starts getting the rib injuries and getting hurt. I think the, the Beasley era has sort of um, waned and it's time to not like go crazy with him. He only had 15% of the snaps. Uh, you had, um, what's his name? Uh, Gaby Davis come in and take a lot of that work. But I think shocking was how little, how few targets Manny Sanders got. But again, that's just how these guys operate. So, you know, on the Colts side, it's very easy to play Taylor and, and, Pittman is the only two real um, pieces of interest for me, but I would say I'm really not interested in the Colts in this game. Bill's defense is very, very good. And that's, um, that's the side. I think it's just Allen to Diggs or nothing in this one uh, for me. I'm not like, you know, you could always do the alternate uh, again, Allen to Emmanuel Sanders and he has a pop-off game, but even though it's a core four game for me, it's going to be really tough to pay for Allen when both, Dak and Mahomes are priced lower. And I'm going to be honest, probably won't do a whole lot of it because there, there's one precious, one the precious that stands out above, above all others this week. 
one to control them all. John, no clue what I'm saying. I'm just going to focus on football, man. All right. Well, this is football related. Ah. This is it's football related. All right. The next game we've got on the core four. The Packers take on the Vikings. 49 point total, one and a half point spread. It's got all the makings of some DFS goodness. John, um, tough game. Uh, I don't actually, I don't, I do have a bet on this game. I have a bet. <clears throat> but before I tell you what that bet is, I will ask you what you see. And let's see if we're on, uh, we're on a similar tip or if maybe you're not interested in this one for betting purposes. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't have a ton of interest on this game from, uh, from betting standpoint. I'd say that um, we're getting, Slightly more. I, I did see a few sharps come in on Minnesota. Not a, not a ton, um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy on that either way. I will say this: I think Minnesota is underrated. I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, just because if you look at the, their schedule, the games that they've lost, um, they could easily have three more wins than they do. And people would be looking at this team a lot differently. So I think this is an interesting matchup. I think we're going to get a, a good idea of how good Minnesota is. I think Green Bay, I'm not a huge fan of Green Bay. I just had an argument with uh, someone whose opinion I trust who thinks Green Bay is probably the best team in the league right now. I don't think that's the case. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely a little bit more bearish on, on Green Bay. So I think Green Bay is a little overrated. Minnesota is a little underrated. So if I had to in, an, in some sort of an office pool setting, I would certainly take Minnesota in this game. Well, as usual, we disagree. I'm on the Green Bay side of this game because they're a better team than Minnesota. Simple as that. You're going to give me a point and a half on the better team. Vikings are literally Aaron Rodgers' bitch. Pretty much that and whole division is. That's what they are. They're his bitch, and they've been his bitch. I expect them to come in and, and, and lose to the Packers. Packers are, are the better team. Keeping it simple. No need to get cute on this one. Angry Aaron standing up to the woke mob by winning games. That's how he does it. That's how I get That's you know, that's what I got. That's what I got. So yeah, I did actually place a bet on, on the Packers here. I like the Packers. Um, as far as as far as you know, um G, uh, this is a great game for DFS, right? Packers are down, you know, Yair Alexander. The, the secondary has not been that great. So the Vikings should be able to score and throw the football. Of course, they have Dalvin Cook. They can run the ball. Offensively, the Vikings are great. Defensively, they're pretty bad. We've got two pieces on the Packers. A.J. Dilly Dillon, who is an all-in play for me this week, and I want to hear your opinion on him. Maybe I'm a donkey going all-in on a guy who's priced up like a starter. It's not like we got the we got the backup price bargain here. He's priced as a starter. No 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 real bargain, but I think there's still value in the price point. And then of course Devontae Adams is always the best wide receiver play on every slate. Um actually maybe, you know, I guess Cooper Cup would argue with that at this point this year, but you know, Devont no Cooper Cup, so Devontae Adams as the top pay-up wide receiver option on the slate. If you're going to take a one-off. So Dylan Adams, love it all. And as far as the Viking side, you know, Justin Jefferson has been fantastic getting um, tons of targets. 
30% um, snap uh, target share last week. Got to love that. And Dalvin Cook, I don't know if I'm going to get there. I, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get there this week as far as like actually playing him in a lot of lineups because of the salary levels, very high, uh, more reasonable on FanDuel than on DraftKings. But, you know, Dalvin Cook's always great as well. What do you say? Well, AJ, then when you say all in, as in like. Yeah, like um, when I'm clicking the button. I don't, I don't, I know you mass multi-entering and you don't like to go all in on a player and that's fine. When I say all in, I mean, when I'm clicking the button, like handcrafting my lineups, he's the first, he's the first button I'm pushing both sides. I mean, he was, he's my highest owned right now, like the highest owned player. Uh, are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed yeah, to say yeah, you, my yeah. highest rostered. Is that what I'm supposed no, to No, no, we don't do, we don't use oh, rostership okay. unless it's well, ironic. I wasn't sure. If you're using irony in saying it, then you can say it. But Got I've it. I've banned any any of those sorts of terms here on the show. Gotcha. I I, I don't want to offend anybody. No, so, no. I would be offended if you said again, you could say roster ship ironically. <laughs> yeah. Only to make fun of people who say it. Not like seriously. Well, whatever the word is, he was my highest guy, but not that much. Like, so this isn't like, you know, this isn't uh Dearness Johnson last week. Right. No, no, yeah, but Deionis Johnson happens here. to be on the slate as well, and let's not forget about him. But um, no, it's not Deionis Johnson last week, because. but you'll get him at lower ownership, and I think the play is really, really good. It's definitely, it, like I said, he, listen, he's, he's going to probably be my most, my most owned player on the, uh, on the slate, but I don't, think it's, um, I don't think it's a lock, you know, you got to shove all in here. Uh, just the way it's run for me right now, I've been pretty spread. I'm always pretty spread out, but this is actually the least. Usually I'll have someone up in the 30s. I don't love anyone that much this week. So I'm looking at Dylan somewhere in like maybe having him in the mid 20s of uh, of my lineup, mid, mid 20%, 25% of lineups right now, which I think is, is, is okay. I mean, where do you think he's going to land as far as ownership on the week? Um, I think uh, be, I'm, I'm so high on him that it's hard for me to like get a reasonable number. But my guess is in the 30 to 33 percent range. Okay. Based on this game environment, which people are going to want a piece of, you know, we're all going to target the Cowboys game. But you're going to want a little taste of of this one as well. And I think the easy way to get the taste is through A.J. Dillon, because obviously Devonte Adams is very, very um, expensive. And, um, you know, when you play him, it, it severely limits your roster. But not only that, it severely limits your ability to play the expensive um, Chiefs players like Hill or, or Kelsey. You, you basically can't have Adams and Hill or Kelsey on your lineup. So I think the way people will get exposure to this game is through Dylan. Dylan again, he's such a good play. Understand, they throw to him. So, so it's not he, – he, they, they don't mind targeting him. So, like, it's – you're getting basically Aaron Jones and Dylan all wrapped up into one here. It's yeah, I understand that from that. You know, if you look, let me, I'm just, I just want to look at Green Bay, what they've done as a group. Um, I mean, they've been as a, as a, as a running back group, they have been slightly above average, right? Now mm -hmm. you're saying that you're going to get that all in one player. Yeah, you're wrapping that, it all into one. The, the, the danger with, Dylan is that the Packers do have a lot of packages where they throw at the goal line. They don't run the football, but if they're doing that, then 
Devontae Adams is going to go bananas because if Dylan's not scoring touchdowns in this game, Adams is scoring three touchdowns. So, you know, in your non-Dylan lineup, play Devontae for sure because that's the way the path to the fail for Dylan is that Adams just scores three touchdowns in the game and, and then Adams wins you the tournament this week. So I really think this is a... I, I actually think you have to have a one or the other kind of mindset in every single lineup you make this week. If you did that, you're probably setting yourself up for success. I know it seems crazy, but you're probably setting yourself up for success because where else are the touchdowns coming from? You know, Valdez Scantling, he's not a touchdown scorer. Alan Lazard, not really much of a touchdown score. Randall Cobb can get one, but he ain't getting two. So, you know, it really comes down to, is it going to be Devontae? And if Devontae, Devontae can get there with Dylan, but if Devontae goes absolutely ham, three touchdown Devontae Adams, which we've seen before and can happen and it will break the slate, that is the thing to me. I, I, Hunter's booming it, man. I'm assuming he's, he's agreeing with what my point is right here that um, it's one or the other this week, and possibly both, but certainly the way that Dylan fails, to me, is Adams absolutely stealing all of the scoring. Yeah, I I, I mean, I, I do like that. The one nice thing about Green Bay is the fact that it's always limited options, right? Um, but I'm trying to look, like, top of my head, Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers himself. No, no, I don't play Rodgers ever. Great. I never play Rodgers. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why Why I never play Rodgers, John. It's because I can capture all of the Rodgers upside with, with Devontae Adams. Why bother? Yeah, it's just weird because I think it's just because he he's basically targets one guy, like you said. So you're getting the upside. It's not – he doesn't have those games where, you know, he he's not getting the 35. He's not running anymore. You know, he's not running like these other guys. So it's almost like these have to be one pieces, you know, a one piece. It's not yeah. stackable. Absolutely. The other team, I think you could you could make an argument for stacking the Vikings here. Um, I can make a much stronger argument for a Kirk Cousins, maybe Adam Thielen, Jefferson style combination. Um, but again, it's or or uh, Cousins plus one of Jefferson Thielen and or uh, Tyler Conklin, something like that, where you could make an argument for stacking uh, Cousins in in an assumption that Dalvin Cook doesn't really eat in a particular game like this. It's hard to stack Cousins, though, again, because they do spread the football around to the running game pretty heartily to the point where it's, you know, if Dalvin Cook's doing his thing, Cousins usually, you know, that's 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 vulturing away from Cousins' upside a little bit. And, um, you know, Cousins does have big games. He's had bigger games than what Aaron Rodgers has had this season. He's cheaper. That's another potential argument for Cousins. Like, eh, he's cheap. It's cheap enough. And he does put up 20 plus a lot of in this style of game pl plenty. So if, if I was looking for, you know, Kirk Cousins to get me 23 fantasy points for 6K, 65, I do 24. That is a 4X. I think you have a path to it. I'm not sure if Cousins has a great shot of getting us 30 plus. Which I do think Mahomes and Dak do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not in love with this this game on the whole. So I'm not going to go crazy on it. Um, I could see this being a low scoring game. Yeah, uh, there we go. All right, let's move on to the next game on the core four. And again, there's only one game that eclipses all of the others this week, but we have to have a core four. So we're going to have a core four just in case that one game disappoints. 
And game number three, we've got the Bengals at the Raiders. And, you know, the numbers look good on paper. This this looks very good on paper. Um, you know, pick them game, 49-point total, John. And number one, pick them game. Do you have a lean here from a betting angle? I have a little bit of a lean, but I did not bet it. Yeah, I have not bet this game either. Um, yeah, pick them. Some places Cincinnati's favored by by a point. Um, Bengals are coming off the bye this week, right? And uh, Vegas had that um, pretty abysmal performance. Was that Monday night or Sunday night? That was Sunday night. That game. So uh, yeah, I I don't have a I don't really have a strong opinion on this game as from uh, personally, but and and it looks like you know in the market. That's the way the market market's kind of struggling with this game as well. We've seen money come in on both sides. Like no one really has a strong opinion. Usually you get that. Um, you get one game that looks almost uh, not every game, but you get the side that looks kind of obvious. And, you know, I tend to be on the other side of the game that looks obvious. This one, there's no obvious pick here for me. So this looks like a toss up. I am. I am. Um, and, and again, I did not bet this one, but I like the I like the Raiders to cover here and primarily because teams have just for the most part looked terrible off the bye um, this season. And I think it has something to do with. Um, like the CBA rules and how much coaching is allowed to be done and how much contact and and I just think it's been a it's been a pattern to the point where there's more to it than just random variants that teams coming off the bye have just not looked great. And and again, with the exception of the Lions last week, who probably like, you know, it's the opposite for such a shitty team. They're probably going to the bye like, we've got to get this one or whatever, or maybe it was just an easy game for them. But like, you know, you saw bad Brady looked off the bye, and it's just been a pattern. Even the best of teams, they just look a little bit off, at least for the first half is kind of getting back into it. And Again, I don't I don't think there's enough historical evidence to say this has been a thing for a lot of years. And you tell me if there's any sort of pattern to that. But um, maybe it's the coaching. I don't know. So just because of that narrative from the season, I'm going to lean. Um, I'm going to lean the Raiders because they played and especially coming off a Dudley game like they did going up against the team coming off the bye. You know, the, the formula here, even though I think the Bengals might be a slightly better actual in real life team is, you know, you kind of want to go with that team coming off the, um, that's at home, not coming off a bye, but coming off a bad game. I think the formula does add up to the Raiders being a slightly better uh, bet if if I was forced to choose. That bye is, is like masking the fact that Cincinnati was limping into that bye. I mean, you lose to the Jets, was bad, and then they lose to Cleveland, which is not a terrible loss, but you know, they need to bounce back here. These are two teams probably, you know, in a really similar situation, probably going to be battling for a playoff spot, um, or at least they both think so right now. And uh, so it's, it's actually a huge game for the, um, for playoff standings. But yeah, from a fan, I actually like this game though, from a DFS standpoint, I like it better than the the Packer Minnesota game. I don't know about you, but I think this, um, I, I would, it, again, if I wasn't so concerned about playing, burrow and his pass catchers again and him being a little bit off but if we throw that out the window yes um not so much on the vegas side i'm never a fan of the raiders offense in terms of being forced to choose um a lot of players from this game but i mean you know there's some bargain plays here that you can really i mean zay jones again they do they throw to him a lot no but at 3k on DraftKings, that's really really cheap for a guy who's getting you know um 90 of the snaps for his team it's very cheap um, Brian Edwards, 
you know, a touchdown catcher. Fine by me. There's no way I'm playing Hunter Renfro at that elevated price. Fuck that. Nope. Pogen, Podigen Stoner. Turd of, first turd of the day for you, my man. Zay Jones. 3K. 90% of the snaps. Take it. Um, I can't play the running backs on the Raiders because it's almost an even split between Jacobs and, and Kenyon Drake, the Dreezy. So I'm off of that. Right. I, I, you know, I only want the two cheap pass cat, maybe a little Waller, but really no Waller, Waller hasn't been doing it. Waller's been terrible. Yeah. He has not been doing it. Plus, are you really going to play Waller when Travis Kelsey is on the slate? Like if I'm paying up, it's Kelsey. It's not Waller. Maybe it's Kittle, but it's not, Kel it's not Waller. So Waller becomes like contrarian, whatever, but you know, uh, actively targeting it. And then take a look at, Mixon and, and Samaje, right? Mixon is not getting all the snaps, John. He's doing fine, but like, you know, he is mixing. They're mixing in a lot of Samaje. And I don't like it. I want my, if I'm going to pay up for Mixon, I want to know that he's going to be getting all the work. I don't love it. Yeah. I mean, in the, with the snaps he's getting, he's doing, he's doing great. You'd like to have a little bit more, you know, but it's because he's getting in the end zone. So his last two weeks, uh, you know, that Jet game, he got 25. And then he had 28 against Cleveland on uh, on DraftKings, but really was on light light workload. 14 rushing attempts in that Jet game, 13 in, uh, in Cleveland. But he is getting targets. I mean, he got five targets apiece in those uh, in both of those games. Plus, he was getting uh, the touchdowns. He had two touchdowns in both of those games. So. Yeah, it limits the upside for sure. But this is a really I like, you know, the tricky part is I, I do like the the spot against Vegas. I like running the ball against this, this Vegas team, one of the worst teams against the run, against running backs. So, you know, I would take a shot here with Mixon um in this game. I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this game. I think this is a game where we can mix some some pieces. You might be able to get some some decently priced pieces and get off of some of the more expensive ones um, in these other games. So listen, if there's one thing we learn, I run these numbers. I do like a regression model. I'm looking at the, the um, at, at each position. We look at some of these games and we're like, man, like Tampa, Washington, like how could that game miss last week? Two terrible defenses. They miss sometimes. And the quarter, you, you want to know what the, the most unpredictable position has been the quarterback next to it's right there with the defense. We talk about how defense, which has not been the quarterback. The is a yeah. It has not been the case for many years. Yeah. Like it's funny how like, like variance and noise swing into the NFL and like weird shit starts to happen like that. But yeah, it's been a little trickier to predict QBs. Whereas in the past, like easy to predict QBs. It was really just like, Hey, if we could figure out a wide receiver position where we're golden. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's been really why I was just looking at it, you know, and it's, the R squared on there was like in the, in the 20s. If any, you know, that basically just tells you the, the correlation between what I'm looking at is, which is past performance to now. So that's not very good. Um, but with that said, like I said, wide receivers have been actually, at least the position has been um, one in which you can uh, predict, at least out of compared to all the other positions at the highest rate. So, the wide receivers, we could figure out a little bit for some reason. It's not it's not correlating to the uh, quarterback nearly as much, which I think we're seeing also in uh, with the lineup constructions 
and whatnot, uh, been unusual stacks and things like that. Yeah, and, and obviously the big change this year has been the 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 decline of the game stack, which just mm-hmm. has not been winning tournaments, um, you know, week after week after week. So you have to be a little more, um, uh, you have to be a little more, um, I'm going to say, uh, you have to be a little stricter with how many actual game stacks versus team stacks you're running this season. That's that's definitely been a thing um, this year. All right. Before we move on to the final game in the four in the core four, I want to remind everybody that no time it's never been a better time to get signed up at DFS Army as a VIP subscriber. Right now we've got NBA going, NFL going, hockey. You know, we were ranked number one in accuracy for NHL, uh, independently ranked top three for NFL, top three for NBA so far this season. It's been spectacular. It really has been college football. Our college football just is crushing right now. And you can get it all for $69.99 a month. But wait, there's more. If you sign up today, you get 10% off with promo code GEEK. So if you're watching this, you like the show, um, you like what we do. You see some of the tools in the background. Um, uh, you see, the, of course, the John Statsational Alessia Power Rankings tool that we have over at DFS Army. Exclusive. Exclusive. No one else has it. Got the matchups tool. Puts everything um, that one of the, that's the tool you see on screen for most of the time. Puts every, all this all the relevant statistics right in front of you. Everything you need. DVP, snap counts, all the important information. I use this constantly. These are tools that we've designed for real players, for ourselves. We play, we use these tools, right? Get signed up as a DFS Army VIP. For NBA, we've got sim models going. We've got um, 200K winners off of our staff already to start the season. We've got uh, seven or eight, um, uh, five and six-figure wins from our subscribers already this season for NBA. I've been sending out swag. John, I've been sending out swag like crazy. Dude, there's a pile of swag bags downstairs. My wife, I don't do that shit. My wife's... There's 14 swag bags downstairs. We send out a swag bag for a 10K winner when you rock the DFS Army avatar. And by the way, if you're in DFS Army now and you're not rocking the avatar on your account, do it because you're going to win. You're going to win big and you're going to want that swag. This hat is fire. I had Short I had, I had someone, uh, I had a DFS Army member knock me out on the NBA last week. Yeah. Oh, sucks for you. That was Bob. That was uh, Josiah. That was Bob. Yeah, fucking crushed it, dude. I felt bad for you guys. Hey, sorry, John. 40K, 40K, you get the fucking consolation prize. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Right there. You know, you know, you know the sport where I see the I see the helmets all the time is NASCAR. Yeah, and then NASCAR, I mean, it's known. Everybody in DFS knows that like if you're playing NASCAR and you're not subscribed to DFS Army, basically. It's one hand tied behind your back. Like it's better than everyone else. One of the unique things we do, our NASCAR is not the same. No one we don't have we use different statistics than other than the other sites. We don't have we're beyond what they do. We're scraping. I'm not even gonna say what we're doing, but we're not there's no we're not using the same information for NASCAR that other sites are forced yeah, I, to use. I used to use all my own stuff, come up with my own numbers. Not until I joined you guys at the FS yeah. Army did I start winning any money at, at NASCAR. Yeah, no, no, because we have a, we have next level statistics for it. It, it. There's a few sports like that where we're able to really gap the field and no one has caught up and NASCAR is one of those. I think college football is that way as well for us. So, you know, I, I listen, I do the NFL. I'm not going to toot my own horn. You guys watch me every single week. You know what I do, but you know, 
I don't have I don't have access to different statistics or information like we can do for some other niche sports where it's not as readily available. So for me, it's more the personality and and the good looks worth this price. This anyway, it's two bucks a day. By the way, John, two bucks a day. Like a lot of people, a lot of people tell me. You know, I can do my own um, research and I can find shit for free on the Internet and I can um, make my own project. Good for you. I, I encourage everybody to do what I want. Everybody, including subscribe. If you have the time for that. Great. Do it. Do it across nine different sports as well, because you're going to get really, really great at analyzing numbers and, and everything. And, and hopefully, you know, your wife works because you'll be doing that as a full time job. So I hope that you are in a situation where you can do it. A lot of our subscribers, they'd rather pay two bucks a day. Oh, suckers paying for a subscription, right? They'd rather pay two bucks a day, have it all done for them, have cheat sheets, have core plays. You want to call them a sucker for paying two dollars that, you know, OK, you bet your money on things with your hand tied behind your back. To me, that's a sucker. If you don't have a subscription to DFS Army or another site that's slightly less good but still fine, then then um, okay, and then go laugh at the people who keep winning when you when you're playing a game for money at a disadvantage. You're playing a game for money at a disadvantage because you didn't want to spend two bucks a day on a subscription. That's fine. I don't care. But I'm just saying, promo code geek and get signed up as VIP at DFS Army. I know everybody who's most people watch this already signed up. We love you all. Um, but, you know, NFL still going strong. We've got three more months left. November, December, January, February. 18, it's like 20 games this year. 25 game season. Playoffs. We got all that stuff going on. Anyway. All right. Now we move on to the main game in the core four. The precious Chiefs at Dallas. Dallas at the Chiefs. I'm sorry. 55-point total. Two-and-a-half point spread. Close spread. High total. John, 55, 56, 56 and a half. By the way, look at the difference between the lines here, right? Like, if you just shopped your line, it's a whole point difference. I'm just saying. It's really important to shop your lines. You can bet the over-under. But... Two and a half points spread. Can we ask for better than this game? This is the game of the year. The two greatest offenses in the NFL, head-to-head, mano-a-mano for all the monies. Couldn't be more excited. Is it even possible to bet this game against the spread? Would you even want to? Or do you say sit back, relax, crack a blue moon, watch the game, enjoy, and make DFS make DFS magic happen? Every game's bettable, so I don't mind betting any game. But um, I don't love this game either. So I, I only have a few games that I like this week, but this is not one of them. This is going to be interesting. My power rankings have Dallas as the top team right now, and that's kind of flip flop. The top, well, the top four teams: Dallas, Buffalo, Arizona, Tampa. They've kind of stayed in that area most of the season. Everyone else has kind of flipped. You know, Kansas City has not looked good. They finally looked good last week. Like that looked like Kansas City. Last Kansas week. City broke the seal. Okay. John, have you been out drinking ever in your lifetime? I might have like once a few years ago I went out. Okay. Yeah. I know you don't leave the house much. So I'm gonna yeah, tell you what I, happened. You know, you know I'm not much of a drinker. Uh I know I'm I'm gonna tell you what happened. I do know this. And that's a lie, by the way. <laughs> Here's what happens at the bar, right? 
got a couple blue moons in you. Now you're holding, you're, you know, you're like, all right, let me go for a third. You're feeling the pressure. All of a sudden you're like, all right, guys, let me take a break. I'm going to go take a leak. All right. You, now you've been in the bar for an hour and a half already. You're, you're already three, three, four blue moons in. Then you're like, I'm going to take a leak. You go, you take a leak, you come back, you have a half a blue moon. Now you're like, dude, I got to go again. I got to go. You're like, wait, wait, you're going again? You just left like 15 minutes. What the fuck is going on, man? You're getting old? You're like, no, I broke the seal. I broke the seal. The seal has been broken. There's no turning back. Dude, I, I There's a bar by me. and I've been living in the, my house now since March. I go to the bar right here. I don't know what the bathroom looks like in that place. I've, you know, I've yet to go. But I don't drink. See, I don't drink beer. So I'm drinking. Uh, I just drink bourbon on the rock. You're so also you not a guy. As, I mean, if no. we're going to get personal, you're not the kind of guy that's going to go to the bathroom in a public restroom. It's disgusting. A little germophobia going on. A little germophobia. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've, I've had many trips to the public bathrooms in my life, unfortunately. Only in emergencies. Yeah. Only in case of So my point of the broken seal is... The Chiefs broke the seal on their offense, on their sucky offense. It's gone. Do we think? In, do we think so? We think yes. That's they it. broke the seal. It's gone. The seal has been broken. Pat Streets back. All right. What did you? What, what was different in that game? Um, it was different. Was all of a sudden Pat Mahomes didn't suck anymore. Yeah, but you know why they changed? They finally changed a little bit. They ran the football. They ran the ball, and then they were running these. They were running timing like short plays. What I was seeing in the past was teams were dropping back on them and they just continued to, you know, they were playing too deep or whatever it was. And, um, and they continued to try to throw that deep ball into coverage as opposed to just hitting those little quick, you know, get the ball to, to Hill, hit, hit Kelsey over the middle, do what they do. I don't know what, I don't know what happened. So I, I tend to agree with you. I think they've kind of broke out of this where, you know, uh, Andy Reid maybe was being a little stubborn. They, they um, figured it out. Yeah, because teams were playing them a certain way, um, and we'll get to to Baltimore. But um, you know, there's there's a style to play against that team as well, and they didn't figure their theirs out on Thursday night last week. But no, Baltimore got yeah, their own pro. They, yeah, they, they did. But but I was you just didn't I didn't understand. You know, they just kept trying to uh, push that square peg in, in the round hole like constantly, and then last week it looked like they just got back to doing what they do. They were running run just running plays that were you know, really tough to stop. They were running, you know, to me, that team has always been, you know, hit those quick. You've got those, you know, Tyreek Hill, you've got them quick. You could hit him on that little five-yard play, let him go run and then draw the defense in. And then you hit Hill over the top. Um, so it looks like I agree with you. They're getting, they're getting back to that. Now you've been nervous about digs um, from the, on the defensive side, defensive digs, Dallas. Yeah, digs. Trey digs though, Trey digs. And I am, and, and, which is number one why Kelsey is probably the more attractive of the two um, from a floor perspective. But Diggs is going for interception. You cannot guard Tyreek Hill. Simple as that. I don't care who, what your name is. And if you want to guard him aggressively the way that Trey Diggs does, that's a recipe for getting burned. So I'm the, you know, I'm not letting him scur me off of um off of uh Hill. By any stretch, what, are, what is that? What you're going to say? Because yeah, I'm not scared of it either. I've been telling you that every week because I think he's just a very much he's he's a boomer bust or all or nothing on each play type of guy. He takes risks. 
and he makes the big plays. He's getting the pick. I think he had, did he have another pick last week? Um, I think he might have, but you know, he, he makes big plays, but he will be beat by big plays. So this is, this is certainly a, you know, if he's guarding Hill, obviously we know what that kind of big play potential is. So I'm not worried about that in the matchups. I, I would, you know, he's, to me, he's not a lockdown cornerback. Um, he's, he's statistically, he's been, the description, those things will happen, but overall the, the completion percentage on targets his way has been very low. So for me, he is essentially a lockdown cornerback in the sense of like, he is an elite corner to stay away from most weeks, but (laughs) But a lot of their reasoning is not just because he can get interceptions and he's a ball hawk, but you know, the teams like if you if you're if you're Mike Evans and Godwin and you're like, hey, Diggs is, is shadowing Evans, well, let's just throw it to Godwin, right? Like teams will just go away from where he is because he's good. And but he's also a ball hawk that can get beat. But again, I, I think it's all irrelevant for for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is better at being a wide receiver than what Trey Diggs is at being a cornerback. So he outskills him. The issue, though, I will say, Mahomes, I think there's a confidence thing as part of the problems that he had the last few weeks. He was not he was not hitting plays that he normally would hit. The deep throw hadn't been accurate, and, and it really wasn't. Like, he was missing Reek wide open deep multiple times in games, and you're like, wow, dude, that's not very typical of Pat Mahomes. Like, well, he sucks now. So I think there was a confidence problem, not, you know, not just the play calling, but a con- and that's why I say the seal was broken. I think the confidence comes back after a game like last week. And he's like, yeah, dude, I can, you know, and when you're confident, think about when you play basketball, right? Like I've never experienced this part of like being confident and like being able to hit my shot over and over again. But I assume that people who don't suck, um, what happens is that, you know, you're out there, you're probably, you start hitting a couple baskets and you now you're confident in your shot and you boom, you're, you're dropping them. Right. But, you know, you're at the you're at the um, free throw line. And like I said, I've only experienced the version of always missing and not being confident. But I'm assuming that, like, if you're hitting free throws pretty regularly, like you're you gain confidence. And, you know, the stroke, you're not thinking you're not in your head. The stroke is just boom, boom, going down. And I I, I believe strongly that, again, I, I'm not a. I just think Mahomes needed that confidence back because he was missing passes that he would make regularly. And I believe that that's what he got. Yeah, I mean, like Curry, like a three-point shooter, right? He's just like, he's he's stroking it. Stroke. Steph is, you know, he's not even bothering to go to the three-point line. He's shooting it from three feet behind it like, I don't give a shit. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just nailing them even a couple feet behind the three-point line and stroking them. It's that confidence. And I think Pat Mahomes got the confidence back. I really do. Um, that being said, there's a couple of interesting, uh, there's a couple of interesting DFS nuggets here. And again, I don't, I don't. Are you? I, I said at the beginning, you can't bet this game. Are you betting this game, John? No, no. You can. I mean, listen, you you can. I I'm not. Uh, it's just not a game that I, I don't particularly like the uh, like the game. I think the line's pretty solid. Um, you know what's interesting? This this strikes me. I I, I this is going to be a low scoring first half. And then a high scoring second half. Don't ask me why. That's just the way. Like it's oh, gonna be one of those first quarter kind of feel out type of things. And then you're gonna you're gonna be sitting there saying, "Man, this game sucks." Such from DFS standpoint. And then they'll explode in the second half. Like I it, can just see that happening. It's just for all the DFS players to like have a heart attack. Yeah, that's really the main reasoning. But let's get into some of the DFS plays in this game. And and um, all right. 
yeah, I mean, Hunter wants to jump over to Dallas, but I mean, there's so many, uh, there's so many interesting angles. So we'll talk a little bit of, uh, of DFS angles here and, and right off the bat, obviously, um, you know, CD lamb smashed last week, but I, I do want to point out that he didn't do it on massive volume. He just, he caught a bunch of touchdowns, you know, and I, I We've got Michael Gallup back, and so now you've got a bit of a three-headed beast. I don't think that all the passing game work to Tony Pollard from last week's game is is necessarily a lock to carry over, but I, I do think that it was a little bit concerning how many snaps Pollard got relative to Zeke last week. But o- overall, I think Cooper is priced low. Gallup is priced low. Lamb is you know almost unattainable. At his price point, if you want to actually play a stud from the the chief side as well. But I love Dak in this game, and I, it's an easy pairing with Gallup. You got Schultz down there, who's very playable, um, and and Cooper, whoever it is. I, I think it's a it's a Dak plus two game for me. What do you say, John? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with that at all. Um, Dak plus two, like you said, Schultz, the tight end. I mean, this is n- not a shock. I mean, this is the highest rate. Uh, rated game I have this week. Now I've had, I think as a word of caution, I think the projections that I had for um, the Tampa Washington game last week was even just slightly higher than this. So, you know, nothing's, there's certainly not a lock here. I can make a case where this does not, you know, not fading would be a, a strong term, but not having this in your three max, I think is, I think is justifiable as a, to be a little contrarian. So no I don't think this is a dead lock. What's you better, that? Do, you better pick some damn good other games. Listen, it's not going to be a lock. I mean, the odds, the odds are against us that, you know, because there's so many, you know, we look at these things when we, when I do the stack probabilities, we look at them like, well, whatever the, the top stack is like, that's a lot. Last week, it happened to be that way. I did believe the Diggs Allen stack was number one. Um, but there's still you're, you're still playing against the field, so it's tough. So that's why you know when you're in these GPPs, I have no problem here uh, fading this game. That's not saying I don't like this game, but if I'm playing if I'm playing a three max, I would I would go somewhere else on this game. You know, now I think in, you can in, in MME though. I agree with you. I'm going to have a lot of uh, I'll have some uh, DAC plus twos because I do like Schultz here in this game. Um, What's interesting is Kansas City's actually been very good against the against the quarterback. Their defense has not been bad at all. Uh Kansas City this this season. Dallas's defense has been actually good against the the passing game. It's been the running back where where they've struggled a little bit. So, you know, it we always focus on the offenses here. I think the case could be made where maybe this this doesn't uh, this doesn't break out as the nuts. It certainly looks that way. It's the best game on paper. But I just want to give people the thought that it's okay to go a different route when you're perhaps uh, when you're not mass multi-entering. If I'm playing a single lineup, yeah. I mean, I will say this. Uh, listen, statistically, Burns has done the research. Burns with the um, with our with our Shark Chronicles um, series, he he really looks into this stuff very much in deep statistically, and he will tell you. Listen, the home team favorite in this um, style of game is you know how you take down the Millie Maker. And I'm sure Burns will be recommending heavily to um, load up on Pat Mahomes and that side of the game uh, because of the home field, because of the being favored. And there's a couple of different reasons. But I agree with you. Listen, if bad Mahomes comes back, 
the the um the the chance of the game not playing to the over is very very real like you know we saw some weird shit out of Mahomes last few weeks just not executing the offense and if they're not scoring then the the cycle of maybe the Dallas not necessarily needing to score or slowing it down could bring this game to like the low end of the range of outcomes um but You know, if it doesn't go that way, if the seal has been broken, if the seal has been broken, then we're going to get a monster game, I think, on, on both sides of this one. And I do think, um, you know, the the over the total is correct. I don't think it's wrong. Um, the power rankings show decent, decent passing game over 300 for both teams. That's, you know, that's glorious. You don't see that every day. It's pretty rare to see that from two teams. Um, again, isn't it weird that the second closest Jets, Miami. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm, and I'm looking did you, at that. Did we'll you program we'll... Flacco into this shit, man? It's Flacco. No, Flacco's not in there. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, but it actually shows that when you look at the uh, DFS points. Uh, I know it's crazy. I, well. I, I can't even talk about it. But like this, this is the spot, guys. This is the spot to load up. So, but I do have some. So, uh, to your point, John, I have some alternative ways to attack this game, and the first one is taking a look at Darrell Williams. He is priced down. Crazy low, 5,400 on DraftKings after a big-ass week. Um, 6,300 on FanDuel, really reasonably priced. And if you look at the spike in usage last week that also coincided with the spike in success for the, the Chiefs, I'm happy to go right back to derail Wizzles in this one. No problem for me. No problem. Go right back to Darrell. So, um, you know, everybody's going to be trying to squeeze in Reek or, or Kelsey. Another guy on the KC side that I like um, a little bit for contrarianism is Byron Pringle. Take a look at the snap count, John, um, and what's happened with Demarcus Garbageson. Demarcus Garbageson. No. And uh, Mikol Softman, who is coming down in snap share 60% on the season, 30% last week. You know what else is part of the formula of Pat Mahomes getting better? Getting soft men off the field. It's been terrible. He sucks. I'm sorry. It's been three years. We've waited. We've waited. He sucks. Sorry. Catch me outside if you fucking don't hate on that. I'm just keeping it real. But I like if you could you could put you could put Mahomes with Williams. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Williams is doing his damage via the pass. Yeah. Um, 20% target count. That was a, I mean, that was unique. Listen, we're not getting that again. No, but, but we're not this getting gives you the ability to, to get a few pieces into this game. Cause again, now I wasn't saying that you can fade this game because I don't like it. I like the game. It's the best game on the board. I'm yeah, just talking no, about it, from a game theory standpoint. So if you, now, if you're going to start stacking it in the MME, I'm going to have, I don't want to be that far underneath the market on this game because of the potential of this game, if at all, maybe even over the market. But, um, yeah, you could play this where I think now, can you stack, can you put Dak with, with Zeke? No. Can you play that? Uh, you, you yeah, don't, I don't think you can either. Not at the salary. Price. Yeah. Because if of Zeke, the price. If Zeke was 5,400. Right. Sure. So, right. So I want to get that across. So that's really why we, we can do it. Um, what's the way you have 63, but is that the, um, that's his price on uh FanDuel, right? Yeah, um, Williams is 5,400 on drafting. And, on drafting. and this is yeah. a really important point that you just made, guys. 
like you have to pay attention to the salary. Like when, when you talk about stacking a running back with, with a quarterback, like I was able to stack last season, James Connor with um, Ben Roethlisberger in a game on a short slate. And it actually took down a tournament. And you might be like, are you fucking crazy? Why would you play uh, a yardage and touchdowns back with a quarterback that, you know, obviously needs to throw for touchdowns. It, it doesn't make sense. But at the time, the price of Connor was like sub 5K and it didn't matter. He didn't have to have like a four touchdown or a three touchdown game. He just like had to be used and get 18 points. And that was good enough on a slate where there weren't many good options at running back. But on a whole slate, there's literally no benefit to stacking Zeke at 77 or 8,500 FanDuel, 77 DraftKings with Dak. It just makes sense. They don't throw to Zeke that much. Um, at all. I mean, Tony Pollard has sort of overtaken him. Could you use Pollard cash. with Dak? You can if you want to use Pollard, yeah. I, okay. I'm not using Pollard, but yes. Um, I, I think that would be fine. And, I think at that price, I think it's worth... I, yeah. I, I think you can do that as well. Um, and then add in another receiver for Dallas with someone over on the Kansas City side. I think that makes some sense. The hard part with this game, as you take a look at it, is just... it's hard to It's hard to create... It's hard to create stacks with all with many of the studs in them. And I, I tried to do it the other day, but it's not the easiest because you start like you're like, oh, Mahomes and Hill or Mahomes and Kelsey. And you see it's very limiting right off the bat. So, you know, and then you want to throw in then you want to throw in CD Lamb. And you're like, hey, wait a second, I'm out of money. In two seconds, your whole salary's gone. So you really this it's it, you could only achieve this type of a stack when there's extreme cheap value duds to pair up with the studs. And, and it, you know, you got to use Pringle at that point. You got to kind of get like really, really dirty and greasy with uh, with the rest of your lineup, like Pringle and Gallup. Like, you know, eh, this ain't making anybody feel too great. And then, and, and then you know, you throw in even a cheap defense, but um, you still not, don't really have enough salary to make it. Like, you can make it work, but this is, this is very greasy. This type of, this type of stack is just, it's, it's just greasy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, you're not feeling good about it. You're not feeling good. You can get a 6K, but you've got to basically play Pringle and Gallup to make like the two stud approach work. Whereas there's another way of going where you kind of say, all right, fuck it. You know, I'll, I'll use Amari. You know, you can do a little bit better this way because now you can kind of get off Pringle. And, but, but when you have these expensive guys, it's just not that easy to make a lineup that you're going to be in love with. So, you know, and, and again, try, where's my Devonte Adams? How am I going to make a lineup without Devonte? So like, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how to combine the players in this yeah, but game. When, but that's, so that's what I'm saying where you may get away with not game stacking this game and you maybe use a piece of this game, but you don't game stack and you go somewhere else for the game stack to win your tournament. Um, I could I could easily see that's what's going to happen this week. It's it's there's some good pieces, but it's really tough to make a great overall lineup by stacking this game. That's why I was thinking about the running back option there, where if you go with Williams or you go with a Pollard, it's definitely different, and you can you can maybe uh, you have a little a few more options in there with with your lineup construction. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just one of the things where where of course the highest total game, the sexiest game on the slate, you you all of a sudden, but Value may still reveal itself. There is a COVID virus going around. I heard about it. I just got the booster. Felt bad for like 24 hours. 
I was all hide up on the booster when I did the um, the DraftKings first look lineup. Cause I was like, I was like feeling like feverish. I took some ibuprofen. I was all sweaty. I had to put the hat on because it was like fucking wet, sweaty and shit under the hat. But I, I got to do first look lineup. Got to do it. If I don't do it, people ask, where is it? Can't, can't, got to do it. Are you allowed to smoke the green medicine on after you get the booster or are you not allowed to do that? If you're not allowed, I'm fucked. Oh, okay. Wasn't sure. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I took my medicines. I took all my medicines. You got to have your meds, man. Yeah. It's a fucking prescription. If you're not allowed, I'm fucked. But no, I lived, so I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. Not a doctor, not medical advice, but I'm gonna allow it. All right. That does it for the core four, guys. Let's get into the rest of the slate. We're gonna go briefly through these games um, and just see if we could find any other DFS goodness. By the way, tonight's game, a stinker. Thursday night. It is Thursday morning, a stinker. An epic turd like never before. So I'm just letting, I'm just putting it out there. What a shitty game. I want to take the, the the showdown breakdown off, but I won't. That's a lot more points tonight than I would have thought. I don't even total. get the 47 point total. Like Seems like a lot, right? Under. Yeah, and, and one of the donkiest bettors in the world has already put a bet out on, on the Patriots here. So I'm just going to let you know. Yeah, I mean. Be careful. I know we're not going to get too deep in it too. I, I don't have a side on this one, but that looks like a lot of points. And the total looks high. It looks like they're sucking you in on that total. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they suck people in on totals, though. Is that a thing? It is a thing. It's it a is thing? a thing. Yeah. I mean, right. there's a sucker side to everything. But, yeah, no, right. that, that, that game does look odd. All right. So let's let's move on here. Um, a couple other games uh, of note or, or the rest of the games. We First, we got Baltimore at Chicago. Uh, Baltimore five-point uh, favorites on the road, taking on the Bears. You know, um, Justin Fields looks a little bit more uh competent last few games now he's going to take on a baltimore defense it's pretty nasty we haven't really seen um fields look good against a good defense do you think he could do it here um i'm not i'm not uh i'm not sold on on fields here in this game in this matchup so i think this is a tough spot from a from a betting standpoint i'm looking for baltimore to bounce back i mean to say that they won't play as bad as they did Thursday night against Miami, I think, is pretty obvious. I don't know if you can play worse. That was the most frustrating game I've ever watched in my life because, for one, I I had everything wrong about about that game, and watching it without them making an adjustment was mind-boggling. That looked like the Darnold game against New England when he was seeing (laughs) the ghost. Like, make make a fucking adjustment at some point. They just blitzed the shit out of him, and... At no point did they change the op. They just sat him back there, and he never made a he never made a he made audibles. I never saw something as idiotic. The audibles he was he was making audibles for these wacky like like run plays, like not reverses, but like misdirection run plays, like that were going across the line of scrimmage. They got nine guys lined up on the line of scrimmage, and he's running run plays on the line of scrimmage that that were just had no chance. When I saw him audibling, I'm like, oh, beautiful. He's going to audible to something like over the middle. There was nobody playing in the middle of the field. No, he audibles to a run that had no chance of happening. I, I the, the whole, I really thought the second half they were going to, I'm like, yeah, they'll figure it out in the second half. They'll come out strong. That game annoyed me beyond belief. I've never I mean, been more aggravated with a game. I get aggravated watching Lamar Jackson in general because like 
he just stands there in the pocket. And I was saying he doesn't use the timing that other quarterbacks do when they stand in the pocket where they're where they have a number count. You could see he's not doing that. So most quarterbacks, what they do, and and um, listen, I'm I'm just a dork who watches football games. I, I you know I I don't want to ever like I'm just I'm just that. But like most quarterbacks in the pocket, they do they do a pattern with their legs, where they're they're counting numbers. So there's a there's a pace to it. It's like they're 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 moving their legs and they're going all right one two you know they have this like one two three step you know, or the three-step drop of the set, but they're just, they're counting and they know at three seconds, this wide receiver's over here. My boy, Lamar Jackson, he just stands there. He does not move his legs. He's just like standing there looking around like, you know, and boom, he can fling it. Asking, the guy open. You, they're asking him to do something that he, that is not what he did to get to this point. They're asking him to play Pac. They, they don't want him to get hurt. I get that. Yeah. So they don't want him to run. That's why I really thought the second half, I'm like, they played so bad. They're just going to say, Lamar, just go be Lamar. Just go run around. Get some pick up some first downs with your legs, run and throw. When he's running and throwing, he's unstoppable. Which, which when does that happen though? They'll keep him in the pocket doing the doing, you know, the the pocket quarterback thing and trying to play good defense until the team falls behind. And then usually and they, then they, they usually let him loose. And and that's yeah. when he goes bananas in the second half of game. It's very clear the pattern with Lamar. And and the thing here is I, I don't think they're gonna need Lamar because I think um Baltimore's defense will control fields. They will control. Now, uh, return of David Montgomery. Can you play David Montgomery in the spot? Probably not. I mean, he's priced down enough to where, yes, you can play him. Actually, you can play Montgomery. Um, he's priced down. Oh, I'm not showing it on screen, of course. Uh, Montgomery's priced down 5500 on DK. Fair price. Fair price for Montgomery. And if, if Chicago is going to be in this game at all, it will be on the back of uh, the running game. But... Overall, I think Baltimore controls this game with their defense and, you know, potentially comes back for a big win. I, I just think, you know, Justin Fields is still young and you, aggressive blitzing defenses against young sort of um, a little bit jittery quarterbacks often leads to massive fantasy points for the opposing. Yeah, defense, remember so. that, that Thursday night game, the Baltimore defense was not the problem. They they pretty much played. A, they played a pretty good game. The offense just could not move the ball. Yeah. So I expect the defense to be fine here in this game as well. I don't like the game. I don't like any players in this game. Nope. I don't. And, like and Chicago players. defense is too good. I think Baltimore defense yeah. does the scoring. I'm out on this one for DFS purposes. If you need to play a cheap running back, listen, Montgomery's gonna. He, Montgomery's good, and he's he's definitely priced low. And Chicago will lean on that running back no matter what. So they will keep going to the running back. They'll throw to him a little bit. So I don't mind Montgomery if you need to pay down. But outside of that, yeah, stinker. Stinker. Both sides. Stinker. All right. Next game uh, we can take a look at. We've got the Lions at the Browns. Browns are 11. But there is some DFS goodness here, John. Browns 11-point favorites. Baker Mayfield? Don't know what's going on. Where are my brownie people? What's going on with Baker? He says he's going to play. He's not practicing. He's all banged up this year. Yeah, well, Browns fans are starting to come across to, to my side of thinking, which is Mayfield sucks. Right? This team is not about... This team's about running the ball. We said it all the time. So Scotty Newman's going to show up at your house and like, you know, want to ask you, he's going to ask you for a gentlemanly fisticuffs brawl. And I will have to, I will have to decline because gentlemanly, sure. you yeah, don't have the gentlemen do it where they, where they do the hands like this. Yes. Well, the real gentlemen slap each other with white gloves. Yeah. Like a gentlemanly brawl. Yes. 
sir. Scotty will kick my ass. My 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 quarterback. I can nay nayer allow this to go down. Like it always sounds like in a in a British accent, right? Uh, was that a British? I was. I don't know. What well, you were trying to. Yeah, yeah I, I can. I, I have some accents. British is not one of my specialties. So, um, the big question for me in this game, and it it really is there. It's a tough game for Detroit, dude. It is a tough one. The Browns' defense is good, and Lions coming off the 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 win. You know, their season was, yeah, it's not good for the Lions at all. That game was a sloppy game. That Detroit game, you know, it was the bad weather. You get Ben, last minute scratch. Um, they should have really won the game. To be honest. That, was a, that was a survivor pool um, mess. What happens? What happens? Uh, what's that? Depends. I'm in, one, I'm in one pool where you advanced if you took Pittsburgh. I'm in another pool where you're out. I mean, my belief is if you're running a pool, tie, you're out. This is a survivor pool. You need to win, uh, especially if you have a lot of people in the pool. Like, you're looking for reasons to knock people out. Like, that's it. Eliminate them. But a lot of these pools, um, I think DraftKings included, ties you advance, which I don't like. So little lame. little lame. Shouldn't be the case. Yeah. But but nonetheless, um, great bet call on the wise guys last week on the Lions. We, we placed a big bet live on the air, and that worked out for me personal and for everybody who watched. The wise guys over on yeah. the sharp app. Yeah, the wise um, guys. You guys uh, had a lot of pretty good calls last week. As a matter of fact, uh, Gargano had the Carolina outright call last week. Not just Carolina outright, also Carolina minus. I mean, that's like a, a plus thirty four hundred bet. Mm-hmm. Like the the if you're not watching the wise guys, oh my god, and you're betting on sports. My bankroll, and I, I'm not even kidding, John. And I consider myself a don geek, a donkey, but not quite a don geek when it comes to picking NFL games and spreads. My bankroll has doubled over the last three weeks. Like, it's crazy. And I just do the bets from the show. I think you put, you were putting a bet in as the show was going on. Uh, uh, yeah, I put week. all the bets in during the show because I forget yeah. afterwards. I put the bets in. Then I looked at my 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 betting account and I'm like, holy shit, I'm fucking crushing. And I forget that I put the bets in. So it's great. And I do the opposite of the donkey, uh, the, the butler bet. But nonetheless... Um, let's let's talk about Dearness Johnson. If Nick Chubb is out this week, guys, if Nick Chubb and I listen, I don't wish COVID on on anybody. But if it could just last a couple more days for Nick Chubb and we can get another all in on Dearness Johnson, wouldn't that make this week's DFS just a little bit easier, John? It always does. But yeah, we don't know right now. And and you know what the best part about if Dearness Johnson does get the full workload this week, you know what my favorite part about it is? Tell me. He's not going to be 100% owned. Certainly won't be 100%. He won't be 50% owned. He won't even be 40% owned. Because the donkey analysts out there who all told everybody last week that only, only suckers are getting on Dearness Johnson, only suckers are going to play Mark Ingram, it's too obvious. Don't play backup running backs. Uh, they're going to be on Twitter telling you why everybody who plays them is such a donkey. And you're going to subscribe to some other site that's not TFS Army and you'll be told, no, no, you can't play Ramondre Stevenson. Eh, it's too obvious. Can't play Mark Ingram. Fuck that. All in on Dearness Johnson if he's the starter, just like we did last week. 
100% exposure, no reason to go. This is a Cleveland team that scores via the run in the best matchup of the year for a running back against Detroit. Why would you ever double think that? You're going to be 100%. I don't care what the field is going to do. You go higher than the field. If the field says, I'm going to play 30, and they will because the field does that. They're like, oh, I can't go 100% on anybody. Okay, good for you. You know what I like to do in my MME, John? And I want to ask you if you're willing to commit to all in on Dearness Johnson this week. But what I like to do on my MME is I like to eliminate variables if I can. And I know that if I can eliminate three or two or three variables, like last week, I eliminated two variables. I should have eliminated three. I only eliminated two. And the third one got me because I didn't have, I had Ramondre but I didn't have enough of the three of them together just because of the way the optimizer put my shit together. And that's on me. I should have, I should have pumped it more, but you eliminate three variables. Now we're only working on the other six. So we can scroll through the other six with three locked in. The math gives you such a higher odd of hitting, of hitting right when you've locked down three of the variables. And it's that simple to me, Dearness Johnson at 5,600 on draft, not 8K on FanDuel. It's a little crazy. But at 5,600 on DraftKings, if he's the only guy, is a variable I can eliminate. It's a free square. You just take it. He's going to get 25 touches at, at 5,600 against the Lions. You take that. What's the worst that could happen? He got a 15. Still Let's good. Put it, first of all, we said it last week because this is what the Cleveland wants to do. Take a look at that. They got blown out last week. Running back's not supposed to do good. In that situation, even in the worst possible scenario for a running back, he caught a bunch of balls. They were down. He only had about, I don't know, in the third quarter, he only had like nine points. I think he, what did he finish with? About 25 ish. Yeah. 22. It almost failed, but it didn't because no, but it was fine in a game that they were, they were down the entire game. So essentially, a, a, game. Worst, a worst case scenario, John. The worst. Yeah. Case. So, so, yeah. I mean, it to me, it's a, it's a no brainer on a team that has no desire to throw the ball. I mean, they just don't. I understand that when you're looking at some other teams where you're like, ah, I don't want to take the back of running back because they may not use them. That Cleveland's going to use them. So, yes, if he's the only option they have, absolutely go ahead, pound it. Are you willing to commit to a No, I won't go all in because that's just not the way I play. I know you won't. But I'm fine with people doing that. Uh, if you're going to do it, that's the situation where you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So all in play, Dearness Johnson, if – Chubb is out and it doesn't look good for Chubb as of now. If we can have this relief, oh, I'll be so happy, guys. And and the best what I'm gonna look for are again Twitter donkey um analysts and people from other sites who are oh, you can't go all in, it was too obvious and only about okay. That's fine. Let them do that. We're gonna do different. We're gonna go all in on this guy, and then I can lock in Dearnest and I can lock in um. I can lock in Dylan. And maybe I might even lock in Darrell Williams just to fuck with you, John. And then I'm going to have a trio of 5K or uh, 6K or less kind of running backs to start every single lineup with. And then I can do whatever the fuck I want. Then I can do whatever I want. I'm just going to be like, all right, how are you starting? How about that? Catch me outside. Oh, wait, I mean, you can't see my screen. Uh, fucking ridiculous. No, I'm, just show, I'm doing shit on screen that you cannot see. How about that? Catch me right there. Every every line. All right. Let's do timing. All right. Let's yeah, keep going. 
You don't have a lot of time. You got a hard. No, I got it. Yeah. I've, listen, I need to talk about the earnest, but all right, we're going to hammer through the rest of these games here. Um, we've got the Texans at the Titans, Titans, 10 point favorites um, in this one, John, any, any interest here? Uh, kind of weird game. Cause the Titans, no more hurt Leo, no real running backs. AJ Brown kind of slumping. I'm not really sure how the Titans find their way to a 10 point um, margin of victory. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean the public's on on Tennessee because they're just the public's just not going to bet Houston. Um, I think Houston's finally trying to separate themselves now as the worst team. We kind of thought they were in the beginning of the year. No, but some I, questions. I'm going to counter argument that say with, Detroit. You no, know, Tyrod is back. No, the Jets. Well, are the Tyrod worst. back. Yeah, yeah Tyrod yeah. is back, and yeah. Houston is a less bad team with Tyrod than they were that is with true. Mills. I think they'll be a little bit better here. I actually like Brandon Cooks on the Houston side of this game. Um, that dude's being peppered with targets. Uh, Brandon Cooks, even though he didn't do it last week um, in a very tough matchup, which I did not expect him to do well in um, against Miami, uh, the, or two weeks ago against Miami and, and um, going up against Xavier Howard, um, this dude got 14 targets in the last game with Ty, with Tyrod at the helm. Dude, guy's getting 14. This is one of my favorite non-core you know core, core game plays of the slate. Brandon Cooks, I, I, I don't normally get on him, but I mean – 10 plus targets is like in the cards here. I'm, I'm fine with that, but yeah. I don't, you know, I don't love the game. Um, I don't really love anyone else in the game and I don't love cook, but I'm fine playing it. Um, I could see that I've got, you know, they're kind of middle of the road here on my, on my ratings for uh, wide receivers this week. So Houston is better than Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, Tennessee is, uh, you know, when you talk about Tennessee without much going on at running back, Again, there's a good chance that A.J. Brown will style in this matchup, especially if uh, the Texans are keeping it competitive. So I don't hate, again, a little a little mini stack where you might you might throw a little Brandon Cooks and then a little A.J. Brizzles in there. Um, you know, he's a little expensive. It's very contrarian. It's GPP only um, to play, pay 7700 for him on this kind of a slate with Devontae and all those guys hanging around as much better plays. But if you wanted to kind of get like if your theorem of like, hey, maybe not loading up fully on that one game uh, comes together, then a little mini stack of Cooks and A.J. Brown in the cards. I don't know who else is a weapon on the Houston team. They have this guy, Marcus Johnson, for cheap. That might be an interesting punt play. Yeah, I think the only other thing you want to look at is is um, tight end because targeting tight ends against Houston has been has been pretty good this year. Yeah, Jeff Swaim. Uh, yeah, I mean, Swaim it's not exciting there, but but yeah, I don't mind that getting cheap. Um, so if I want to get a, a, a cheap pump play, that's a nice pump play at tight end is is taking uh, taking one of the Tennessee guys. Yeah, and it's it's Swaim at this point. Swaim has been getting the targets. Um, we we mistakenly thought Ferkser was going to be the guy early the season, and it has not been him. And it's very obviously been Swaim, as you can see in the target count. And again, I would mention just Marcus Johnson, 22% of the targets in their last game, 63% snap count. So he seems to be the WR2 of usefulness that has emerged, even if there's a lot of different names on the Titans. But it looks like when Hurtleo comes out, it's going to be Marcus Johnson kind of getting those um, getting those snaps. Uh, outside of Cooks, I don't want nothing to do with Houston. So let's move on and... Um, Next game, we've got the Dolphins at the Jets. And this almost made the core four for me, John. Almost made the core four. Except the Jets done gone and fucked it up. Flacco. Your boy. Why is Magic Mike 
not be, I think here's what I think will happen. Okay. One here, my, my crazy ass scenario of what's going to happen in this game. Flacco's going to come out, get hurt on the first play because he hasn't played football in a while. And then magic Mike's going to come in and do his thing. I don't and, know. And he will take over the starting job for the jets as the new franchise. Well, I envision that scenario. Yeah, in my, I had a dream about it after I took the um, the medicine the other day, the green medicine. I had a dream of this game and how it would go down. Well, your boy White came down back down to reality in a hard way. Yeah, but we knew he was going to have a bet. This is what That's doesn't tough. make sense. You it knew he was going to have. I get it. Yeah, it's against Buffalo, like the best defense, number one ranked in the in the yeah, the oddly number one. Well, I don't know why he was okay to play against Buffalo, but not against Miami. Like, did he just watch the Thursday night game where they blitzed Lamar Jackson on every play and say, "Oh man, he's not ready for that"? Like, it makes no sense. Totally no, there. No, somebody somebody responded to my tweet about it, and I think it's correct. Is that the Jets are afraid of a quarterback controversy? Uh, affecting Zach Wilson. So they're like, you know what? Let's shelf this Mike White guy because the fans are going to be calling for for Mike White. If we play him one more time and he plays well, we'll never be able to get Zach Wilson back in the game. And But who cares, dude? If you got a great quarterback emerging, it, it, Kirk Cousins is on your bench and you, you, you're you not going to keep starting fucking a broken RG3. Play White. Play Magic Mike. Yeah. But they're I'm not gonna, doing it. White. Uh, and and the fact that they're not doing it, John, makes me love Miami as a bet. First of all, makes me love Miami as a bet. That's the that's the uh, radio show alarm. Let me know that we've got that coming up pretty soon. But we've got the I, I love the Dolphins. I'm going to take the three and a half points. I'm going to lay them. I'm not worried about it. Flacco is absolutely horrible. Miami defense is in play, but Tua. All the pass cat, all the weapons on Miami are playable for me D DFS wise. I like them all. What do you say? Uh, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly on this. What I what I'm worried about though is how bad the Jets are against the running back. Now a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've been, um, you know, being beaten in a lot of these games. But uh, I do think you could beat the Jets with the run, and I think that's the danger here is that they might just pound the ball on the jets to, to, uh, to beat them. So I, I, I would counter argue that Miami's just not that style of team. They're not, they're not they, because yeah. they have not been that yeah. good. So their running back has not been that good as far as points, uh, the running yeah. back there. So it's, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's weakness against weakness in that situation. Um, but the jets also, uh, I would say the tight end, I was expecting more, uh, last week, actually, out of uh, out of uh, I always get the yeah Gesicki I confuse Gesicki and Gaskin yeah like constantly I was looking for more out of them last last uh, last week against Baltimore but they kind of they they were throwing to um, Wilson it was a weird game that was a yeah. very weird game listen but even Wilson, at the tight end they threw to Sheehan last week a, a, a bit they threw to Sheehan and that was a weird game that was weird there was a lot of weirdness going on even some players you never heard of were emerging. Um, and had uh, slate breaking plays. Um, it was Wilson, and there was this other dude, I can Banks or something. I can't remember the other wide receiver that popped up and got a touchdown. And so, actually, the nuts was nowhere near achieved, by the way, on that showdown, which is pretty rare. Like, no one even came close to the nuts. So, that was a pretty rare um, showdown situation. But whatever, forget that game. That was a weird one. I think Miami goes right back to Tua feeding 
feeding Waddle and Tua feeding Gesicki in this game. I think you can actually play Tua as a starting quarterback for DFS this week. If you want to pay down and you still get, you know, the benefit of a lot of players from uh, the Chiefs Dallas game, but pay down at quarterback and start with a cheaper QB wide receiver stack like Tua Waddle, where then you can now afford a little bit more because you're starting with a much cheaper um, a two-man stack. DK, uh, Tua is two, a full 2,000 less than uh, Mahomes and Dak, so you can really get him for cheap. I think Tua could style in this matchup. Jets defense is absolutely horrific. They're horrific against every position. Uh, of course, the running back, uh, uh, worst of all. But the reason that the Jets don't show worse against wide receivers is just because they're they're so easy to run on. But again, my it, it's matchups, and Miami doesn't run the football like that. They're, Gaskin is not a power runner, and, and he's not going to run the football down the throat of the Jets the way that like uh, uh, a Damian Harris can do. So I think the Dolphins are going to throw, and they're going to throw for touchdowns to Waddle and Gesicki. I think it's that simple. And and for the Jet side, I mean, you can't trust Flacco to do anything. He's terrible. Yeah, Normally, with White, I would have loved this game with White. This would have been one of my games. Me too. I would have loved it. I would have loved it. Um, two with Tua. You remember that, Hunter? Two. Sec- yeah, I, I I agree with Hunter on that. I like Gusecki quite a bit. Yeah. Um, with Tua, although you know, but even the second half, which was mostly Tua, didn't go to him. Which was weird, but I, I I think he'll bounce back here. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about like what happened in, in last week's game again. It was yeah. bizarre. It was a it was a weird it was a weird opponent. Um, they were up big the whole time. They're maintaining a lead, and and um, you know, but in the end of the day, like I said, if this was a Mike White game, this could have been one of the games of the week. The Jets done gone and ruined it by playing Flacco, and it's it's just that simple. There's nothing more to say. All right, moving on. We've got the Saints at the Eagles. Um, John DFS purposes. I, I have borderline nothing from this game that's going to interest me. Uh, Kamara, probably not. So uh, he might come back. If Mark Ingram, if Kamara doesn't come back for some weird reason, we go right back to Mark Ingram um, in this one at a cheap price. Eagles minus two, uh, slightly favored at home. Do you have any uh, any interest in betting this one? Um, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, I oh. do like this game. I'm going to keep. I'll keep, I got to keep a few of the games for the subscribers. For sure, for sure. But you do see some angles. So uh, over on the Sharp app, or or if you're a sharpbets.app subscriber, which is different than the Sharp app, that is the betting service and community that John is the leader of. Sharpbets.app. Go sign up now and get John's picks. Every single pick, every play of John, Anthony, Steve, Ryan. You even get my bets over there. You want the best of them all, the biggest winner of them all been phenomenal maybe not the biggest winner but no but you've been been very good i've been pretty good my bets have been good you get all my bets on sharpbets.app sharpbets.app anyway um as far as this game goes dfs wise i'm interested in ingram if he's the only guy if if uh, kamara's out beyond that i'm not messing with the eagles here i always play hurts most weeks but you know saints defense is good the game total is low and it just looks like a stinker um easy to avoid for me um, next up, we've got yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it's just easy. No, to avoid. I, I, I was just going to concur, man. This is not a game I yeah. want to touch. Um, next up, we've got Washington taking on the Panthers. Uh, you know, Cam Newton at the helm. Washington has just gotten progressively worse each week. Panthers defense uh, looking very, very good. So um, you know, I usually play. I usually might have some interest in a game like this, but you know, Cam Newton at the helm really moots 
a lot of the upside of pass catchers. He doesn't throw a lot of passes. He he will start. He also hurts Christian McCaffrey a little bit for me because he can try to steal those touchdowns. You saw how excited he was to vulture one last week, and I just think Newton loves loves vulturing the tutties around the goal line. Um, there is some statistics that show that Christian McCaffrey, um, when Newton was the quarterback, just did not score as frequently. Um, his his touchdown ratio was was much much lower. Um, yeah, and and so any any interest here DFS? I mean, I think you play the Panthers probably if you needed to bet this. Yeah, I don't like it from a betting angle um, at all. Just looking, I didn't I didn't look to see where the uh, where the cash was coming in, but yeah, it's coming uh, slightly more on Carolina. I don't love the game. We got Carolina coming off a huge win, uh, ten point dog. They go into Arizona and win the game. Washington. They coming off. They're coming off a huge win, like at home, as a similar underdog to uh, to Tampa. I mean, that's that's that was another the, weird weird ass game. It's right? the way the league has been, man. It's yeah. just been. It's like you can't figure it out. And both of those teams, you know, you had Washington, Tampa, but neither team could stop the uh, the pass coming into that game. And then suddenly Washington's able to really hold down Brady. So who knows? Now you've got Carolina coming in, like you said, with uh, with Cam. I don't love it. I don't think it's an improvement from a fantasy standpoint. And like you said, I do agree. It hurts McCaffrey because I think it hurts his touchdown. His touchdown, uh, the the stat was something along the lines of um, he was, he was the number one RB, but his touchdown, his freak, his touchdown frequency went from like 1.7 per game to like 1.1. Like the touchdown frequency was the thing that went down. I think he'll be fine because he'll still get a lot of rushes. He, he got a lot of yards. Yeah, he got a ton of yardage last week, um, which yeah. I think you're going to see. The one thing, though, now, I think I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, with it, it's going to take a couple of weeks before you see him at full 100%. So I think we're at the point now where this week it will be 100%. So I'm not totally averse to getting him in there. Uh, I no, think it'll be a good I, contrarian play. I'm never going to be against healthy Christian McCaffrey. Like, you know, the difference between the second touchdown expectation and not is like, you know, two points, two and a half points on his projection. But he's still, you know, it's, that's the difference between maybe 28 and 35. He's still always going to be a great play. He has a massively high floor. He's very expensive, and we'll see if we can afford him this week. But I, yeah, I think I it hurts the wide receivers the most. I mean, look at what we're getting with Cam. Like, we're forgetting, like, Cam was terrible. <laughs> Cam Cam doesn't throw the ball really accurately. So Cam's all about – he's mo- he's a monster. He's a big running – you know, he's a big running quarterback who can't – he doesn't have the mobility that he once did. But down at the goal line, he certainly can plow – into the end zone. He's going to run sneaks. He's going to run those type of, you know, that quarterback, uh, that play that around last week is basically the play he made famous, which is just snap the ball to him and let him run outside and run somebody over and, and score a touchdown. But Cam- you'll get the yardage now, I think. So that's where it's going to counter. I think McCaffrey yeah. will get the bulk of the yardage um, as he did in the past. You're not going to, I think it does hurt more. I think it hurts Anderson. Um, you know, not that they I think were getting much. I actually anyway. would say it's hard to hurt Anderson. So I'm yeah, not well, Anderson hasn't done anything, but I, I think it actually benefits Anderson because you can't get worse and you can't get any worse. But yeah, the, yeah. but I it don't definitely him, it, it he's not going to have big throwing more. weeks. He's not going to have big no. uh, Cam. So but, Cam's going to get his point. So basically, don't stack this game. Um, feel, don't play Cam. I'm comfortable playing uh, playing McCaffrey, and the only way Cam scores a ton of points is if he rushes for a few touchdowns, you know, two touchdowns, something like that. Yeah. Uh, my, my only thing I'm going to say here, and I don't like the Washington side of this game at all. The defense is too good on Carolina to fuck with Washington here. But um, I think uh, Robbie Anderson is, is mildly playable because if Cam can do anything, it's probably like throw 
the type of one or two receptions that Anderson needs to um, break a slate at his 4,600 price point. It's not going to go well for DJ Moore, most likely. And I just won't play DJ Moore. Regardless, he might have a good game or two left um, in him this season. But with Newton at the helm, I'm not down with the style of uh, or the price point for DJ Moore. So I'm going to be out on that um, for sure this week. All right, let's move on to the next game. On our list here, we've got the 49ers taking on the Jaguars. Six and a half point road favored 49ers. You know, Jaguars, you know, they had a good game last week, whatever. 49ers want to run the football, love what they're up to right now. Team um, getting their attitude back, got George Kittle. But George Kittle's the heart and soul of this team. He really is. Like when that guy's out, they're just not the same. And you see it. You see it every time. It's He's the heart. And Debo Samuel is the fucking hammer. It's his bike. Yeah, they ran him really well last week. So they said, yeah. listen, we're going to take away the pass rush. And we'll just we'll just we'll get Debo the ball, but we're not going to sit back and let Jimmy G get teed off on by all these great pass rushers that the the Rams. No, have. they great had an game incredible plan. game plan last week. Yeah, with great game that plan. was that was some that's what you're expecting from San Francisco, like brilliant game planning, both sides of the ball, understanding you cannot you got to run against the Rams. You can't allow their incredible pass rush to get to Jimmy G. I just think they're they're they've got their mojo back a little bit uh, again. They kind of figured it out. It's fucking Kittle out there. Yeah, I like swag. to think so, but I'll tell you what. I'm I'm concerned as this being a letdown game. Jacksonville's slowly starting to put it together, right? They're they look better. Um, certainly, if you could shut down Buffalo, I know we could say everyone wants to just blame it on Buffalo. Um, but you know, there was there were two teams playing that day, and Jacksonville was able to shut them down. They, they hung around. The Colts have been playing a lot better. They hung in that game, had a chance to win. This is a dangerous game coming off that. That's as big a game as, uh, you know, as San Francisco had all year. So I'm concerned. I'm not betting the game, but I am concerned. I am seeing sharp. The sharp money is coming in on Jacksonville. There's no doubt about it on this game. The square money is 100% coming in on the 49ers. Um, I we'll see as we get closer to game time. I'm concerned with this game in survivor pools where I actually need San Francisco in one of the big mm, pools I'm in. I don't I have yeah, a double pick. Why well, have a double pick? There's nothing I can do about it. I gotta take Cleveland and San Francisco, the only two teams I have available mm-hmm. that are worth anything, but I'm not really thrilled with it at all. Um, but you know, I gotta take it and hope they win by yeah, you know, I, win the I game. Think the, yeah. I think the 49ers listen, I think the 49ers offense. Um, for fantasy purposes, does better if if Jaguars um, keep it close, or or the Jaguars can somehow get a lead. But but I think the Jaguars' best chance for winning is more of a low scoring kind of sloppy mess um, game. I don't know you're going to get that from the 49ers anymore. Um, like I said, they got a little swagger back with George Kittle. They can run the football. They understand. And if you if they come into this game looking to run the football the way they did last week against the Rams. They are going to absolutely destroy the Jaguars. Um, they just need to come back and bring that same game plan. And the Jag- they will not be able to stop it. They won't be able to stop that run. Um, they won't be able to stop. I don't know if it's going to be Elijah Mitchell, but I will say this, John. If Eli Mitchell is out, Jeff Wilson Jr. is the bargain piece that opens up everything in I, all of your lineups. I feel like I, I think Mitchell's going to be in there, though. I think he might play. Yeah, I think he might play. And but uh, and unfortunately, DraftKings priced up Wilson Jr. a little bit, but FanDuel did not. FanDuel did not. So 
We get a free square on FanDuel if Elijah Mitchell is out. We get a great, great, great play on DraftKings if Elijah Mitchell is out. If Elijah Mitchell is in, I think uh, it's hard to play him, but he's probably playable. They don't throw him that much. He's going to split, but they don't throw him that much. Uh, Debo Samuel in play every single week. Go right back to Debo. George Kittle in play as well this week. I have no issue going right back to George. And, you know, they have a very tight offense. Like, look at the pass. Look at who they threw to four people. Yeah, Kittle's the play here. If, uh, you know, I think regardless, more so than Debo, um, in my opinion, on on this game. I don't, it's not a game I love, but unlike the, unlike the uh, game against Buffalo, I do think this game could get up into, there, there could be some scoring in this game. So I think there's a potential there where, where both of these teams get it up into the high 20s. Um, I think we could see that here. Definitely a little bit of potential goodness um, relative to this um, very low, low um, DFS outlook. All right, last up on the uh, breakdown here, we've got the Cardinals taking on the Seahawks. Yeah, that wasn't on the core four. We got the Cardinals taking on the Seahawks at Seattle. Two-point favored Cardinals. Probably the return of a uh, weakened Kyler Murray in this matchup. We don't know what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins. He's been out for weeks. Um, Seattle side running back is still kind of weird. Uh, I actually want to take a look at the matchup page to figure out what the hell they've been doing. But they had a horrible game in the, in the return of Russell Wilson last week. I expect that to change and get a little bit better here. But let's start with the spread here. Seattle at home coming off the horrific dud. Taking on you know a Kyler Murray injured uh, Cardinals team. Are you interested in in, in any betting angles on this one? Uh, I don't love it. I don't love the game. This is a confusing one. With uh, I mean, if I had to lean one way, I'm taking Seattle because you know I like to I like to fade these type of quarterbacks coming off injury, and so I'm not going to be high on Murray in uh, in DFS. So well, Hunter's Hunter's asking if Arizona defense is a play, and I think. You know, no, I think, you know, Seattle at home, I, you know, I think that's reacting to the badness of Russ in his first game back. But, like, don't expect that Russ, rusty Russ to continue. Like, Russ ain't going to rust. You know, he's going to get better. I, I'm okay with the Arizona defense if you want to if you want to play them. Um, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't remove them from mass multi-entering. So, I'm okay with that. Yeah, Russ, the problem with Russ is he usually doesn't give you the ball. So, you know, you need those turnovers, but the Arizona defense is legit. They're good. So that's a legit defense. So I'm okay with that play. It's going to be, you know, very low owned uh, defense with, um, you know, it's just, it's just hard that you're, you're, you're hoping to get those turnovers and I don't know how many we'll get, but I have no problem with it. I mean, obviously defense, you can get a little crazy with, but um, yeah, in this game. So I'm, I'm definitely fading. And, and just to let you know, the, the, Sharper money has been on the uh, Seattle side of this game, but and now Seattle's coming off that absolute dud. You know we like that angle team. You know good team off a of dud. I guess you, listen. I thought Wilson would be fine last week. Um, I don't know if it had anything to do with the injury. The Green Bay defense is really good. Um, you know they've played really well. So can we give it a pass? I don't know, but they're coming in. This is another really tough matchup. I could see this being uh, kind of a, a low scoring game. Arizona has gotten into some of these low scoring games in the past. I could see this one being low scoring as well. I don't, I'm again, Murray for me is out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get too high here. No Murray. 
But I and, mean, come on. You've said this for years. You don't play uh, uh, an injured running quarterback. And, and I'm not in love with Wilson here either. So nope. if I don't like the quarterbacks, I usually don't like the wide receivers. Um, so yeah, this is a game I'm not I'm not going to be heavily targeting, which is why I'm okay playing the defenses here. Uh, the running back is an interesting situation for Arizona, um, but I don't know if I don't know if we see. Uh, you know, I don't know if we see the, the games that maybe we've seen from from Connor recently um, happen here with with Murray back. I don't know. I mean, so Hunter's thinking the finger impacted him and they rushed him back. I don't know. I think it could have just been Russ, like I said. Um, it, it's really impossible to know, but we'll find out, I guess, this week. And I guess that's the the prompting for can we play uh, Cardinals defense here? If if um, if if that's the case and you believe that, then yes. Right, but if the case was just listen, he hadn't he hadn't played, he hadn't practiced very much. He came on, he hadn't played a game, and he was just rusty. That could have been it too. He just was off because he's rusty because he hadn't played. That happens. It's the NFL. If you're not playing every week, it's really hard to get back into the speed of the game. Um, as far as as far as the Seattle uh, offense goes, it's it, you know I guess it's telling. Last week was a bizarre one, but Alex Collins did get the bulk of the carries. Like, so maybe we could go to Alex Collins in a game like this and just say, hey, if I can get the starting running back for Seattle, 5K, 5,600 on FanDuel, you know, that's something that I think is worth doing. Um, I think it was noteworthy that they did not mix in Rashad Penny at all, none whatsoever, which was a little surprising for me. And, um, you know, and they brought in Homer once the game was out of control and they were just throwing the running backs. I'm not going to read too far into that. Um, And the nice thing about Seattle is they, you know, they pretty much only throw to, um, the two wide receivers, Metcalf and Lockett. Uh, Lockett's very, very priced down at this point at 6K on fa- DraftKings, and I think he's probably playable in the spot. Um, Metcalf's probably playable as well. I mean, either one of those guys could pop off at any time. And then, of course, um, uh, you know, Gerald Everett had a pop week if you're looking for a cheap tight end on that side of the game. Arizona's a little trickier, and I agree with you, John. Uh, without knowing about DeAndre Hopkins, it's hard to – it's kind of hard to want to play any of these guys. The only one that really is popping for me is maybe the Terminator Connor um, as like, hey, all right, he's going to get all the touches at running back or most of them. So yeah, it's definitely the play I like. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm nervous about it, <clears throat> but he's the best play in the entire game, I think, here. Uh, especially if they they try to ease Murray back in, let's not let's not get him hurt. Let's not bang him up. So now then we'll see some dump offs to Connor. So I think of all the players in this game, I think that's where the potential is for the biggest game. Yeah, I totally agree. And by the way, I want to address what Family Man just said because um, that is not that's not just you, my man. That is just DFS in general. And one of the things that I find that that psychologically people don't get is you know like everybody's in the same boat. We're seeing millimakers being taken down this year with 220 point scores, 210, 205 point scores, right? We've seen millimakers last year go up to 280. I, I've seen a 300 plus um, DraftKings score um, over the years, and I've seen a lot of high twos. Last year, a minimum, it was like a 255, 265 that was taking these things down. And this year it's come down to 220 on the big weeks. Two, we've seen 205s and 210s. So What's scoring has just been there, different. There's not less the, teams aren't scoring less. Like the average game is still, I think each team's still averaging right around 23 and a half points a game um per team, which is right around where they've been the last few years. 
So that it really means teams are spreading the they're spreading it out more. Um, so no, so you're not getting as uh, maybe as as focused. Um, and and as we talked about the stacks, just are not you know the big big stack the the four the four player game stack has just not been uh, it where that this year. Yeah, it hasn't it, worked. It, it hasn't worked. And um, the comeback hasn't. You haven't always needed the comeback. We've had a lot of these miss these lopsided type of games. Um, more often than not, you have not needed to come back. So it's been a weird year. And again, a lot of it's just because of the haves and the have nots. I think in the NFL, there's some just very bad quarterbacks that were rookies or, or second year players that came that have not been them not made it yet. They haven't been good yet. Um, you got a bunch of teams that are just a disaster and you have a combination of some really old quarterbacks that are just slowing games. You know, the Ben Roethlisberger types that are slowing games down from that point of view. So that, that whole combination has just reduced scoring and made this year different than the past. But, you know, as DFS players, it's on us to evolve and adapt. And the one who adapts the fastest and understands the trend is going to um, reap the benefits. So take in the information. Number one, stop whinging all the time when your fucking team isn't scoring 220 points because no one else is are doing that. And, and, um, you know, Devontae Adams, Hunter talking about the most expensive guy. Devontae Adams still hasn't had that game that you needed to have him, and it's coming. Uh, but, you know, last year we could count on Devontae Adams 30 plus, 30 plus, 30 plus, 30 plus. Every time it was with the CMC, it was like it didn't matter what his price was. He was going to get 35. You know? Yeah. You, we, we haven't, had, not we haven't had that. Yeah. We, we have not seen the 30 plus. We haven't seen any of that. So, anyway, on that note, going to wrap it up. Thanks again for joining the game plan. Remember to get signed up at DFS Army as a VIP if you haven't done it yet. Promo code geek, two bucks a day, gets you 10% off. Go do it right now. Don't wait. Of course, if you've watched this, you've watched the whole thing through, you got a bunch of bets, you got some DFS plays. All we ask is like and subscribe. Like the, like the video, subscribe to the channel. It's a long ass video. YouTube algorithm doesn't like us doing long videos. They want, they want us to deliver shit in 10 minutes. If you like the long form analysis, let us know by smashing like, because we could stop doing it. We can just do, I can do a 10 minute quick breakdown. I'll fucking get rid of John. Let's do it solo. 10 minutes, the whole slate. I, I can't do that. John, what would you do if you didn't get to hang out with me for two hours every Thursday? We don't have enough time for me to list maybe, it. Maybe watch fucking Game of Thrones or, or yeah, I, Lord of the Rings or, or something. Watch a show. Learn what the fuck the precious is. Star Wars. There's so many more enjoyable things I could be doing. All right. I got to run. Let's do it. Um, You're going on the air, man. You're going I'll on the see air. You next time. I got a radio appearance to do. All right. Deuces, everybody. We'll see you next time.